Hello everyone, this is Tanya from 12 Elements Yoga and Wellbeing. Thank you for stopping by and listening to our guest on Mind the Gap podcast. I am here to discuss real life issues that we all face or can relate to from our experiences of being blissful on the mat and the realities of the world off the yoga mat. As students, teachers, or professionals working in the health and wellness sector, we all have a unique journey and experience to share. From gym owners to face yoga experts, we discuss it all. Each episode will give you a guest with a unique story to inspire and uplift you on your journey into health and wellness. Be sure to connect with me at Mind the Gap on Instagram and check out my upcoming retreats and more at 12 Elements Yoga and Wellbeing. Thank you for listening. Whether you are out running, walking the dog with your feet up after a long day, or cooking a slap up meal for your family, I appreciate you for listening to Mind the Gap podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe to be updated for new episodes bi-weekly. So hi, Caroline. Welcome to Mind the Gap. So Caroline is in Germany and I am in Belgium and we've not actually met face-to-face. I'm now bringing international teachers onto my podcast. So it's a treat for me because you haven't taken my class and I haven't taken your class. Um, so there's a lot to discover about you. So I'd like to start at the beginning. Where were you born and where did you grow up? Actually, also in Germany. Um, I was born in the near of Berlin. And um, yeah, I've grown up there. And somewhere in my teens, I moved to Hamburg, right in the north. Um, okay. That's where I'm still living. Um, okay. Yeah, always been in Germany. (laughs) (laughs) And did you grow up in a spiritual or religious household in Germany? I don't really know much about how religion is in Germany. I know Germans are quite spiritual um, now, (laughs) more so than before. Um, I I just know that there's a lot of incredible yoga teachers and spiritual teachers in Germany. I don't know why it just seems to be this way um, in Europe. But when you grew up, were you growing up in a household that was religious or spiritual at all? Not at all. And I'm still the only one that has like a spiritual, um, like the spiritual urge in me. And um, no one else in my family has that. yeah and in germany i yeah a lot shifted the past few years um when it comes to spirituality i think like bringing in like religion that's kind of spirituality as well and that happens more in the south of germany Mm -hmm. so i'm coming from the north that's not really a thing here Mm -hmm. um so no not at all but a lot shifted years um regarding spirituality and yoga yeah 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 interesting so when did you first start yoga then how did you begin your yoga journey it seems like you know germany i've got this image of like no one's practicing yoga no one's religious or spiritual so how did it happen (laughs) um 
that was quite like looking back it's quite the sad story because i started yoga um seeing somewhere online i can't remember exactly but i saw a girl doing the splits and back then i had very very low self-esteem and even suffered from an eating disorder and self-harming self-sabotaging um and i started this journey in like it was a way of seeking um, birth for myself. And I had this idea in mind when I would be able to be so flexible, do cool things like handstand, um, then I would be worthy. And yeah, that changed over time when I noticed that yoga is so much more than just poses. And that's when my spirituality actually began. Um, but I think I always had this spiritual thing theme in me um, because I just now remember that when I grew up, I was always interested in Buddhism. Um, I totally forget forgot that until now <laughs> talking about okay. that. Cool. Interesting. So your first yoga class seemed kind of online. But after online, did you go to a studio in Germany and take a yoga class? I, it took me a long time until I went to a studio because I was so self-conscious of myself. Um, I guess it was half a year that I only did online classes on YouTube. And I That's actually, amazing. That's a long time. <laughs> until I had the guts to go there and yeah and I went until COVID and that's when my home practice started actually when COVID okay so when did you realize I mean you know you mentioned before that you didn't grow up in a religious or spiritual background but at the same time you were interested in Buddhism when did your spiritual journey begin in yoga when did you realize like you came in and you had other things that you were dealing with at the time but then obviously you realized that just doing the splits and headstands was not just what yoga was about and it was really connecting on a deeper level for you mm -hmm. when did that come about for you and what kind of change and how did your things that you were dealing with that i guess as well like when you talk about self-image self-harm um self-love things like that most young girls i feel like keep it hidden right mm -hmm. they're like all happy on the outside but inside you know there's a lot more going on under the surface so how did that change for you and how did yoga become a journey of self-healing mm. i think what yoga does even when you just do like the physical side of yoga but you still have like the breathing and the meditating the shavasana even at the end mm -hmm. and you also develop more body awareness and through that i think you develop more self-worth for yourself yeah. um so that's part of that was a part where i slowly over a course of time got better and better like it didn't happen overnight or even in a few months, but over time. Um, and when you heal to a certain 
mound, you have a lot more capacity for other things. Mm -hmm. So I can pinpoint a certain point where the spiritual part kicked in, but I guess the visiting of the studio helped a lot because they were, they had like the very, they were a very spiritual um, yoga studio. Um, that helped a lot and me just getting better step by step, day by day, practice by practice and having more capacity for, for other things to, to deal with. And yeah, that's when it slowly kicked in. Yeah, it's, it is a journey and it does take time and it's, you know, there's so many different uh, components also um, attached to your self-journey and self-realization in yoga and everyone is at a different time in their life where they also can open up and and acknowledge things it's really really interesting um where did you what kind of yoga did you first practice at the studio that you went to Mm, it was mostly vinyasa yoga sometimes yin yoga but back then i had difficulties just sitting just being still and being with my because my head was always running with thoughts and I didn't know how to how to stop them or felt like I had to stop them um, until I realized that it's not really about stopping them but um, acknowledging that they are there um, and then not attaching myself to them and also not judging them for being there and for what is there yeah so that obviously kind of leads into meditation and i'm sure you do a lot of meditation as well in your practice i used to do more than you know um it shifted the past few months um to i guess you can still call it meditation but it is more like intuitive moving uh, moving from within me, from my gut feeling rather than my head. So I'm not in the head, I'm in the body. But I guess you could, could call it moving meditation. Yeah, I do that. This moving kind of meditation and moving from the body and from the core and sense of self, this is kind of something that you practice daily with your vinyasana. You kind of combine vinyasana movement breath and energy awareness I, I i get the vibe that you're like really into energy <laughs> and you move with energy from within absolutely um um yeah i i try to like i learned a lot in the past half year because so much changed within me i found new paths for myself that um combine like embodied movements and um, somatic movements mm. um, the nervous system, taking the nervous system into the equation because that was for me a missing link I needed um, because I felt like yoga is beautiful on its own, but there's more out there I can throw into the bucket to help me um, get or step even a step higher um, in my healing journey. And um, yeah, I do that a lot to combine everything and that is opening up so many more um gateways for me um so that now i see another future for myself even um yeah 
a lot is opening up lately. I think it's really interesting that you said that. And I've noticed that as well. And I think really since after COVID, people are very more open-minded to bringing different modalities into yoga. Before it was like, oh, I just do yoga or I just do this kind of yoga. But I feel like now people realize like there's so many different modalities that we have that are from ancient times, from different cultures, different countries that have been practiced for centuries. And it's not that if you do yoga, you just do this one stream. And I think if you study anyway, like in yogi craft and even like with uh, the culture of India, there's all different modalities like intertwined um, into yoga anyway. And really, at the end of the day, it comes down to nature. It comes down to body connection, elements, and that everything is connected. And I think yoga, just the union, yoga, everything is, you know, the whole universe, the whole galaxy, what we drink, what we eat, what we look at, what we put into our minds, everything encompasses how we move on an energetic level. So that's why I really love what you're doing, because it's kind of like moving in yoga into a new direction, which is to me really exciting. I love what you just said, because... I sometimes have trouble voicing out what I feel within me because it's sometimes so much um, and so much is going on within me that I try to explain, but um, I can sort it out. Uh, and I loved how you just um, did that for me because this is exactly what I, I would have said um, as well. And uh, that resonated very much uh, also that everything comes down to nature, to the universe, to the galaxy, and that we are all one. And I think that now in the times of having the technology to connect the whole world, why not use that to our advantage and bring all the wisdom that we have in the world even in the universe, why not bring it together and combine something like universal? I, yeah. I really love that idea. Yeah, I think it's very, very much how the future um, is going, particularly with AI, how everything is going to be more automated. I think people really need connection and people need people. And I think that's always going to be the case. Um, so you're, you are certified as a coach for the nervous system. Mm. Um, I've spoken about mindfulness and everything. So what I think I kind of know what embarked you, what inspired you on this journey. And that was kind of through COVID. I feel like you kind of, because everyone was shut down and hidden, that you kind of found your own voice and your own path. Can you explain a little bit how that kind of, because it's, it's not so clean cut, like the yoga of journey and self-realization and change is not always nice, <laughs> not always easy. And, you know, you could just literally have days where you're just in bed crying and you're just regurgitating things from the past and sensations that you just haven't faced in your day to day life. So how was that journey for you to become a coach in this field? I guess. Actually, I um, am a certified yoga teacher since 2019. I started my own practice in 2017. And that was, I got certified at the end of 2019. And in beginning of 2020, 2022, COVID hit, everything closed. I 
um, never started teaching actually only my my co-workers um, but it came down to uh, I realized that I used COVID to excuse myself to not start teaching because I was too afraid of starting to teach too afraid to make mistakes and then last year I finally started teaching but I kind of had gut feeling that there's more out there um, and I stumbled like there's a yoga teacher in my studio where I teach and she has this nervous system approach into her teaching and I mm -hmm. loved it and I asked her asked her what she what she did to to have all this knowledge and she told me and that's when I got deeper and deeper into this and started um, getting into the certified training as well and um, from there and everything changed and what you just said that sometimes the healing journey is very messy and very exhausting and I felt that um, like three months um the the last three months of 2023 um like i could have spent all time in bed <laughs> it was so exhausting but it the other way and now i feel like i'm so free like yeah in my head because all those thoughts that were always running in there even though i did yoga even though i meditated but that wasn't enough for me i needed something more Mm -hmm. And I found it within the nervous system work. And um, yeah, I came out the other way, being kind of free within myself, within my body, within my mind. And like I said, new things open up every day, every week for me that I couldn't have imagined even half a year prior to this point. It's incredible. So what are the key elements or what are the key points that you learned through the nervous system that you bring into yoga that you see that people really benefit from? Mm, what I implement in my um, yoga teachings in my classes is that people connect back to their body, like really feeling their body. Mm -hmm. because, and maybe that's my part, um, but when I did yoga or the years before, I moved my body without being in my body. Yeah. Um, also, I encourage them to move intuitively, not just do the pose like the warrior two or whatever, but move someone as well. Um, also, sitting, that's not something I do uh, teach in my classes because that can open up very much. But I would do that um, if someone would come to me as a client or mm -hmm. I, that's what I do um, myself is sitting with your emotions, giving them space, acknowledging them, accepting them, not judging them, just sitting with them and um, letting them be. And when intuitive movements come up, like, I don't know, you you want to wiggle around or you even want to scream or punch your pillow or whatever. You just follow that intuition um, because that's your body releasing the emotion that is there. And um, that is very, very healing when you just acknowledge and address what is, what is within you um, that got suppressed all the years before. And I def definitely suppressed a lot. 
Yeah, I think most people do growing up in Western <laughs> I think we're designed to suppress and to obey. So I think it's very normal. Um, so we kind of talked a little bit about the challenges along the way. And obviously during COVID, things started to open up for you. And one of the things that I really like about you is you're very open and very honest in your path of what, you, what, what you've had to go through. And I think that is one of the most fundamental key points of becoming a teacher is being able to voice like your journey where you have been and so that you can share the story with other people because it's very not only helpful but it makes you also as a teacher seem more relatable to people people can connect you on a much deeper level and for me being a yoga teacher it's all about being able to create space for someone to release to relax to let go and to feel comfortable to truly get deep into themselves. So I think it's really wonderful what you're doing. Where do you see yourself? I know this is kind of a new field for you, but where do you see either yourself or how do you see yoga or the health journey moving forward in the future? I think what I vision for myself or what I see for myself right now is getting even deeper into feminine healing. Mm -hmm. um, because that is something that is opening up for me lately. I um, have never felt my feminine side. I was very much so in my masculine side um, and didn't even know that I had a feminine side, actually. It was something I never cared about and I never felt connected with and that is opening up very much lately so i started doing the work for myself like the womb healing um everything that has to do and i want to do a lot more of that in the future honoring the cycle honoring my female body um getting together with other um women that seek the same healing um sisterhood and that is something I really aspire to do um, in the next phase. Um, getting it's really interesting, and I think it's really empowering. And I can completely relate to you in regards to that because I grew up in Australia, and you know, there's a running joke in Australia. Australia is like a boys' club because everything is masculine or the sport. Everything is kind of associated with masculine energy, even though we have the Aboriginal culture. And it wasn't really till I went to Bali and I started to teach in Bali and I met women who were just so comfortable being in their femininity. And I was really blown away. I was like, wow, you can be powerful and feminine. I never knew that. Because right. women, because I worked in banking and finance and things like that, it was just like a very aggressive um, place to be in. So finding, and I think it's so important for women to connect to their femininity and i feel like in western society we're not really encouraged but i taught in asia for 10 years and asian women are very much comfortable in their femininity in mm. a way that western women aren't so i'm really happy that you mentioned that and that you are interested to explore that area because i think in your feminine power there is so much energy and so much information that just makes so much more sense as a woman absolutely and i feel like coming together as women that's something you you just mentioned bali and that's where i first discovered the 
sisterhood as well that coming together as women that support each other instead yeah. of um having the constant downgrading yeah that, um, comparing and something that we should encourage each other to to step up um and support each other instead of um comparing each other yeah. and i oft love that and we need yeah. more art we do need more of that yes particularly in europe <laughs> I've noticed that coming here, it's yeah, it's, the energy is very different and a lot more masculine. Um, so yeah, I was I was really excited when I I saw you online. I was like, this girl, I really like what you're doing, and I really feel like the future of yoga is moving in this kind of path of self awareness and sharing. Um, so you do retreats, you do workshops. Um, where can people find you? Like, what what's on offer? What are you offering this year? Um, this year, I only offer um, certain workshops in person uh, mm -hmm. that are planned. Uh, so it would be in my city in Hamburg, um, in the studio I teach. That's because I have a full-time job on the side. That is my main oh, job. Wow. Okay. At the moment, yoga is, quote-unquote, only a side hustle, but I yeah. want to take it to supporting me fully combined with the um, coaching business and the feminine healing in the future but because i have a full-time job it's um still a little bit difficult for me to do too much because i also need to preserve my energy so i don't burn out so it's only a few back uh, a few workshops and retreats are planned um, for next year um there's nothing too specific as of now um but if you're interested, you could find me on my website, um, carolinedana.com. Um, yeah. And what is your dream for the future with, we kind of tapped into it a little bit, but what is your dream for the future? Where do you see yourself and what would you like to be doing and how would you like to be doing it? Mm. My dream is to in the first place, coach people towards their own healing and freedom, empowerment and liberation, especially women, um, but also leading female, um, female healing retreat. Um, I want to establish a woman's circle that is first in person. So um, to get into this kind of work, because as of now, it is pretty new to me, but then move it online um to gather women from all over the world um and also finding my own style of teaching yoga where i combine everything that makes me me and everything that i learned um on my path beautiful and words of wisdom what has helped you any advice or something that has happened to you or in the past that has really just changed the trajectory of your life or how you see things mm, i guess words of wisdom for me would always be stay curious um mm. because there's always so much out there there's so much knowledge in the world and maybe 
with an open eye and open mind, you stumble upon the things that bring you healing. And I don't even think that I found a holy grail. I just found what worked for me and might work for a lot of other people, but maybe not for everyone. So my advice would always be to stay open-minded and keep an open eye, especially third eye open. To the bird and to the universe. And, yeah. yeah, I really like that. Well, thank you so much, Caroline. Um, you shed light on some topics and brought up some subjects that are super, super interesting. And really, I could talk all day about certain things, but we can't. I know that you have to go. But thank you so much for bringing your time, your energy. And if people want to be in touch with you, I will share all of the details later on. So again, thank you so much for your energy and your words of wisdom. Thank you so much for having me. Mm-hmm.